Is it going? Yeah. It's been a long August, and there's reason to believe bugs will eat my entire body. Bugs I am both familiar with, and bugs I have yet to learn about. It's just that time of year. Does being bitten build immunity, or does it only build character? Let's discuss. Day in the Gulch. Yes, it we're is. <laughs> classic back and forth. <laughs> we're uh, excited to welcome our. We have a guest today. We're excited to welcome artist and musician Madeline. Hi. You're welcome. I thought you might make me wait. Oh no! No, we're right in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're not one of those podcasts that does like a bit. A dramatic. Yeah. Is there well, anyone I that just doesn't read just a do poem. a bit where it's like? And she's just walking in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have like Mark Maron, he just complains about his life for like 15 minutes or something before he has his guest on. Well, someone's forced to sit in silence yeah. and yeah. not say anything. Or uh, Joe Rogan like reads half an hour of ad <laughs> copy. We have one in Madeline on the podcast for a while and we've referenced it. Specifically because of your history as a young entomologist. I feel like that's not why you want to be on, and I accidentally pigeonholed myself as person who's dying to talk about bugs. Well, what happened was, well, you the moths versus moths versus butterflies thing came from you. Oh right. And like, because we were talking, we were talking, and and. and you brought up all this bug knowledge, and you're like, and I was like, oh, you should be on it. And I said, I'll talk about bugs. Yeah. And you said, we don't just talk about animals on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, but, then but when we don't. basically every episode you're talking about bugs anyway. Yeah, when we don't talk about bugs and animals, it sucks. Yeah, people <laughs> so, complain if we don't talk about nature facts. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. It's the most humble thing. Yeah. The insect? Sure. Yeah, it is. And that's like your, your bag. It's like a lot of people go through their life and they see a squirrel or a spider or something and they're like, oh, fuck that thing. <laughs> sure. Right? Agree. Uh, but, spiders for sure. Squirrels, I don't know if people really carry that much uh, malice. Yeah, squirrels well, are you sometimes know what I mean. loved. Spiders they might see it. loved. <laughs> they might see it and be like, meh. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's fun to like put a closer lens on things that you maybe just don't you just don't think about as much okay. like you probably know a lot of things about bugs that we don't know I feel like when you were talking about the mothering versus butterfly debate I felt surprised because the obvious and perfectly fine take is that butterflies are better mm-hmm. but then 
everyone was just like, yes, moths. <laughs> we all agree it's moths. moths like, how are... did we culturally reach that point? Yeah. There was the moth meme. The meme, I think, did a lot of work for moths. I'm unfamiliar. The one where the moth wants to go into the lamp. This was like this from... They're like, hey, I'm going to Ikea. like something I've seen. It's like, hey, I'm going to Ikea. Do you need anything? And then it shows like a picture of a moth and it says, lamp? And that's why people <laughs> prefer moths. Well, I just like underdogs. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know... They're also just misunderstood. Yeah. They do have a more like a potent mythology. You have Mothman. You have Mothra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... Mostly those two, but those are big examples. But the moths are kind of cutesy in their representation society. Yeah. Like, it's on, like, a six-year-old's t-shirt with a rainbow. Yeah, or your folder for school. Although I'd argue, hard to tell the difference. Between a moth and a butterfly. Especially on a t-shirt. True. Yeah. You just assume they're a butterfly. They're not even a real butterfly. It's like a fantasy. Yeah, it's like a fantasy bug. It's like a... They don't draw a real butterfly on your on your folder for school. Yeah, with like, it's like a six imaginary... legs and a proboscis. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> bif- what are the eyes? It's, Multi. Yeah, it's more of just like a psychedelic kind of thing. Yeah. Butterflies do have like a psychedelic energy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like time. a moth could have a psychedelic energy if you brought the right moth in the room. Moths are trippy. Very true. They're like more varied than butterflies. Are they? Yeah, as far as like appearance and even color. Sometimes moths have the wings that like uh, fold over their back. Yes. Instead oh, of like. Oh, yeah. So that's something to chalk up to moths. Mm-hmm. What do you, that's it, one way to tell the difference is how their wings lay when they're at rest. Mm-hmm. A butterfly will hold them up. Oh, and a moth will put them down. Yeah. Is there... So there's, like, a biological distinction between... It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's hard to tell just, like, as casual butterfly and moth lookers. But then when you get scientific about it, it still just often boils down to, like... Seems like probably it's a butterfly. Yeah. Like, you'll dig into it and everyone's just like... Eh. Really? They're close. Like, there's a lot of species that the decision goes back and forth, and if you look into the scientific difference between moth and butterfly, the line's pretty blurry. Mm-hmm. There's stuff like skippers, where, like, some what's... people will tell you it's a butterfly, and some will say it's a moth, and some will say it's neither. <laughs> Wait, what's There's, like, one family of true butterflies. A skipper, I mean, a skipper just looks like, kind of like a moth. It's like a brownish thing with wings. Why is it known as a skipper? Does it? S- I mean, just in the way that everything has a name. Oh, like that's okay. like the common name. Yeah. It has some boring scientific name. Hmm. And they don't know if it's a moth or a butterfly. I think just the jury goes back and forth. What is the true butterfly? Um, I mean, it's just a. F- there's a lot of them, but there's you know one grouping of butterflies that we're all f- certain are butterflies. We'll never mm. change our mind. Like, any rule differentiating them uh, is pretty malleable. It'll be like, mostly moths have the more furry antenna, but yeah. sometimes they don't. Hmm. It, it, there's, like, a whole different terminology, like, 
between moths and butterflies, right? Like a butterfly is in a chrysalis and a, has a caterpillar, but a moth... Mostly a butterfly has a chrysalis, mostly a moth has a cocoon, but not always. So is there... They are different things. Though. Oh. There's not just terminology. Because a cocoon is spun from like um, like a web. Uh-huh. Like a silk moth, you know, makes the silk. Yeah. Whereas a chrysalis is like oh, something weird made out of a butterfly's body that I don't okay. understand. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. It's like they just shed their exoskeleton or something? I don't really understand. Hmm. But yeah, a cocoon is built. Hmm. That's fascinating. <laughs> you also said there is um, something about um, a stink bug, I think. What did I say? You said that a stink bug is a true bug. That's true. And I don't know what you meant by that. But <laughs> a true bug. A true bug. Like, like, you, like, like some bugs aren't actually bugs. Right. I mean, we use bug as a casual term to mean, I don't know, arachnid, insect, anything, like a worm even. I feel like people would call it a bug. But scientifically speaking, only this one order of insects are bugs. And so now we call them the true bugs to differentiate from everything else. But stink bugs are an example of a true bug. What are the traits of the true bug? A true bug has a specific type of mouth part that like pierces and sucks mm. and mm. Um, a specific <laughs> type of foldable wing. Like stuff you would never know just by looking Oh, around. so a moth is a bug and a butterfly isn't. <laughs> no. no. Isn't another... A moth is Lepidoptera. True bugs are hemiptera. Oh, <laughs> a, a cicada. That's a true is bug. Is a true bug. Oh. oh. I thought uh, I read once that true bugs like maintain the same uh, bug shape through its entire life cycle. Like <laughs> it, or like maybe it's not true bugs then, but like some kind of order of insect is hatched as a smaller version huh. of itself. Whereas I can't most, think what it would be. most insects, maybe it's not even insects, maybe it's like silverfish, which is like, uh, mm. what is the silverfish? It is an insect? Mm-hmm. Okay. Six legs, mm-hmm. three body segments, probably an insect. What? Mm. Uh, so six legs, three body segments, that's your insects. Eight legs, <laughs> that's an arachnid, or are, but scorpions are arachnids too. Not just spiders. Right, and also like mites. Mites are arachnids. I hate uh, mites. Like, what else? Like a tick? A tick is an arachnid? Yeah. Daddy long legs? Daddy long legs. Our favorite mite. Granddaddy. Oh, our favorite mite. There's a bombshell, folks. (laughs) What? Daddy long. Granddaddy or daddy long legs are mites. (laughs) What do you say? Daddy long legs or granddaddy long legs? I've always said daddy long leg, but then people have told me that that's, like, too sexual. I think that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, that was you, like, a couple days ago. Damn. Uh, it's a mite? Yeah. Hmm. What is, how, well, a spider, how, how? a few reasons. I'm not, I'll say, we're outside my territory. I know about insects. But, oh. uh... <laughs> spiders spin webs, which Granddaddy Longlegs do not. Also, if you look at like a Daddy Longlegs body, um, it's only like one fused body segment, whereas spiders have 
I think usually two. Yeah. And also, Daddy Long Legs only have two eyes, and I know spiders have a lot of eyes. Whoa. They're just different. Huh? Do they make a web? No, they can't. Hmm. They just crawl around. I remember hearing like this myth about Daddy Long Legs, <laughs> that they were like, or I guess not a myth. It's like maybe just like urban, urban legend. Urban legend. Wait, well, that if they that's... could bite you. That that it would kill you, yeah, but they like can't the pierce your skin. the most poisonous bug in the world if it could bite you. And it wants yeah. to bite you, but it can't. That's can. a popular myth. Is that real? No. Because if you ate one, would you die? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I wouldn't advise it. Well, I'm not going. to. I'd ask an expert first. Hmm. But no, I don't think one. they have like poison in them that they just can't use. Yeah, that seems, that seems like poor evolution. <laughs> There's some vestiges of evolution, though, that are pointless. That's true. I was just reading about um, moths flying towards the light, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, one of the greatest mysteries of our time. And what did you learn? Um, I mean, I didn't learn much. It's just like nobody knows why they do, and then sometimes I think, did they figure it out yet? And I like Google it, Uh, and they didn't. Wait, they don't know why they do that. I I always thought like the light suggested daytime or something. Yeah, or like why wouldn't they come out at day? Like moths are nocturnal. Maybe it's just warm and they like it. (laughs) They're like ooh warm. I like the idea that one of you is gonna crack it. Right now. <laughs> my, I mean, warm. like, I would say warmth. That would be my uh, estimation, <laughs> my guesstimation. Because uh, that's, like, how, like, a lot of bugs are drawn to their prey mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. Like, uh, or, like, land on us. Mm-hmm. They're like, ooh, that's warm. <laughs> Let me see what's, uh, what's going on over there. I'm going to. And then before you know it, they're like crawling all over you maybe biting you yeah that's one reason we've moved inside the student listeners (laughs) may have noticed that (laughs) the sound dynamics are more inside the cicadas are too loud and i get bitten by bugs too much i put on a lot of bug spray before i came over just in case (laughs) yeah i assumed i'd be outside yeah i was at the lake and i got lit up by just everything man Mm -hmm. mosquitoes Deer I feel like flies, horse flies. Like just stuff one and There's a mosquito right now. Pick it. Maybe because of the rain so much at the beginning of the summer. Oops, sorry, I clapped. <laughs> That's okay. I'll know exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, also, we're just at the end of the summer. So it's like all these creatures have had chances to mate and procreate and. Mm-hmm. You know, hatch and do their thing. Cicada season. So it's like all bugs. This is like high time for bugs. It's like, I feel like every time, every August or September, I just get like covered head to toe in every kind of bug bite imaginable. And I, and then I, it usually gives me a panic attack. And I think I have like scabies or something. Mm-hmm. And I can't stop scratching myself. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that this year. I think it's okay to scratch bug bites. You think? <laughs> I think it's okay. 
I think, uh, well, it depends. I, I, I broke some skin on one recently from Ugh. scratching too hard. Do you ever cross them out, like the mosquito bites? Yes, and then I do do that. it's not supposed to itch anymore? That kind it's of never works. Worked. Yeah, that doesn't work. I'm also work. allergic to, like, mosquito bites, so it wouldn't work on me. When I was a little kid, I got, uh, I used to get mosquito bites, and then I'd be playing around outside, and the mosquito bites would get so infected. They'd, like, oh, boil yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd avoid you on the playground. It was freaky. I looked like a. I looked un. I don't know what it looked like. It was unsettling. Do I you remember so, in Survivor when Colleen like scratched her legs all up? Kind of. From the sand mites, her legs were completely covered in scabs so for the majority of that show. Stuff like that on Survivor. <laughs> Have you watched much There's Survivor? There's one where someone gets like a. A bug goes into their ear. What? And the bug is just in their ear for like days and days, and they're suffering, like going insane, like banging on their head oh and God. like losing their Whoa. mind. What and season? then the medic comes and like pulls a bug out of their ear. What kind of bug? This is like a pretty recent season. I don't know You're what kind of bug. I had no idea how many seasons there were. A lot. It's like <laughs> there's not enough time for how many seasons they have made. I, I dedicated like maybe a, a season of my life to watching as much as I humanly could and now I'm good <laughs> the season of survivor yeah. I feel like I really uh, I'm only interested in the first season because yeah that's that season all I defined the show yeah and like changed the course of the show right like I don't think the show was supposed to be about alliances yeah they, until Richard invented alliances I think they I, must have had to know that it would happen they probably expected it would happen further along in the game yeah like when it got down to like just a handful of people or something mm -hmm. but i guess that's when the alliance collapses so maybe not i don't know i think richard defined the game i really do <laughs> it was yeah it's a pretty incredible uh i i finished that i finished watching it by the way and i don't know if we've we ever came i don't came, think we ever came back around yeah but i was such a big fan of susan or Susie. Is that her name? I think it's Sue. Or Susie. Sue. Yeah. The truck then, driver. Yeah, and then, like, in the end, she's, like, says, like, the most horrible thing that she could, you, you could really probably say to anybody. Do you remember the speech? No, I saw this when it aired, which was quite a long time 2001. ago. 2001. Yeah. It's 2001. <laughs> yeah, she calls, uh, she's like, you know, on this island, it's filled with rats and snakes. <laughs> We've got Richard the snake and Kelly the rat. <laughs> and like, she's like, the snake hunts the rat. It's time for the snake to eat the rat. Yeah. And, and she says that after telling her that if she saw Kelly on the street and she was dying and she needed a cup of water, she <sighs> wouldn't give it to her. She said that right to her face. Yeah. Just like, what? Yeah, what an <laughs> insane scenario to, like, conjure. Like, that's such a pointless and mean thing to say to someone. I was dumbfounded when I watched that. I was like, I don't know, man. It's just so cruel. And yeah. she said a bunch of other mean things, too, before she said that she wouldn't help her if she was dying. And it was, like, stuff like, you lost your a boat driver and you lost to a guy who can't even swim oh yeah stuff like that 
I don't know. She was just trying to. She was just going for anything she had, and I was like, "Wow." I don't know. I hate when that happens on reality shows when someone's like, "Oh, like," when there's a horse riding challenge, and they're like, "I grew up riding horses in Montana," <laughs> or when there's a boat challenge, and they're like, "Yeah, I used to work as a first mate," and then they fail at the challenge, and they just like. <laughs> beat themselves up about it for the rest of the episode. Once they set themselves up for failure, yeah. right? Because they're like, oh, this is my this is my thing. I like on a reality show when everyone goes on a helicopter ride and someone's like, this is my first time ever on a helicopter. <laughs> Every time. It's most people's first time ever on a <laughs> helicopter, ever. Anytime they're on a helicopter, yeah, it's probably your first time. In this Joe Rogan on Fear Factor, he's like, this is like my like 300th time on a helicopter. <laughs> it's pretty tight, right? I don't know. Yeah. I want to fly in a helicopter sometime. I don't know. I would... I would yeah. Oh! I mean, I guess, yes, I would like to. That's, I wouldn't turn it down. You, you're not seeking it out, It's though. very dangerous. What is? Helicopters. More dangerous than an air balloon? Yeah, I think so. I, the guy... Well, it just reminded me of, like, when I told you that the guy... That I looked up the guy from Risk, who invented Risk. Yeah, he yeah. died in a helicopter crash. Wow. Is that yeah. all you're basing... Helicopters be dangerous <laughs> on them. No, I think they crash pretty often. I think it's kind of like. Because aren't they? They kind of just exist for emergencies, right? Not for transportation. Yeah, they're pretty slow, but they're mobile. I think that's the appeal of a helicopter. Yeah, they can get into tight spaces and stuff. But you need a whole pad for it. Yeah, they can hover. Well, yeah, in comparison to a plane. Rescue. Yeah. Yeah. A romantic date. <laughs> or one-on-one time. When you win some one-on-one when, time. When you win some one-on-one time in the challenge. So you yeah. both have to wear yeah. headphones and talk to each other on a little tiny mic. Yeah, and yeah. there's a, a pilot, two pilots and a cameraman there. Mm. <laughs> and, and you're just like, ha, 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 this is awesome. I've never been on one. Yeah. I'm so glad I won immunity this week. <laughs> what else did you learn about the guy from Risk who invented Risk? Oh, the guy who invented Risk, he's a French guy. I forget what his name is. So he was anti-war. Um, probably, but I, don't, I have no idea, actually. Uh, hard to say. I'd ha- he was also a filmmaker. Mm. He directed The Red Balloon. Wow. Yeah. Do you know you know it? I'm familiar. Do, do you ever see it? It's about air balloons? No. No. It's about a little boy, a little French boy, <laughs> and his red balloon. It's like a very sweet, quaint um, story for children. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a boy finds a balloon, and it's like sentient. Ah. Uh. And then it becomes his friend. And it's also a black and white movie, but the balloon is red, right? And then later there's more balloons that are also in color. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> 99. <laughs> we, spoiled the, we spoiled the red balloon. Damn. 
It's not worth well, watching, no. It's pretty sad because the like he gets bullied and the boys the other boys kill his balloon friend with slingshots, I think. But anyway, this guy's name is Albert that's La La Marise. He has other movies too, right? Um, that's just I think that's his most famous one. Also, make like a ubiquitous board game. Yeah, yeah. He invented like a pretty good board game. There's an like, yeah. Spread it. Spread the love. Like, pick one. <laughs> that's like how Roald Dahl also like invented like the most important tool for brain surgery or something really yeah really what was it i could tell you more about it if i knew about brain surgery yeah but uh, i don't <laughs> yeah i mean that's cool if you should just like do what you like and like if you have a good idea or something that you think is a good idea <laughs> go for it yeah <laughs> or a bad idea whatever it's like i think i could change the landscape of brain surgery but kind of doing this book thing your self-doubt's holding yeah. back i just want to be a children's book author i watched this youtube video about the guy who invented sea monkeys um he invented them he didn't he marketed he them. marketed them he invented the mythology of sea monkeys okay uh he also like he was just like a kind of a comic book page uh shyster he also invented the x-ray specs oh okay but then he also was like a crazy white nationalist. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It's <laughs> this stacks is a up. counter example to the other two. Right. Maybe pickling. Yeah. In this case, choose one. Well, Stick I don't to novelties. Well, I don't know this guy Albert's fucking political views. Yeah. I just know that he made the you red probably balloon. Could see I it feel on like the based Wikipedia. on writing yeah. a beautiful story about a little boy in a balloon and making this <laughs> seemingly anti-war game. Yeah. He's probably all right. Well, is risk anti-war or is it pro-war? Because I'm in agreement with Miles, but I couldn't tell you for sure. I think that the biggest risk of playing risk is I'm Risking my friendships. But don't you think you're strengthening your bonds with other friends by playing it? Even if, if as long as we got an alliance. <laughs> um, Skip to personal life. Personal life? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the risk page. <laughs> personal life. When you will at- destroy your personal life. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Albert Lamaurice. Do you know how to? Do you know French pronunciation? I can't do it. Can I? Can I? I'm pretty good. Yeah, at looking please. Stuff yeah, up. please look yeah. stuff up. You're better at it. One uh, funny fact about Alex I'd like to share is one time I was using his phone and like I was trying to type but none of it was working out, and I looked at the uh, keyboard on his phone and it was the French keyboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how do you do this? Yeah, I had that for years. Is it still like that? Uh, it looks like it's in English to me. Yeah, I changed it. Well, I, I thought I was going to learn French, and then I didn't. So it was like a decision I made in like a week or something. Uh-huh. And you like I was feeling manic or something, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn French. I'm going to change my keyboard. And then like... I, like, stopped doing Duolingo after, like, a week or something. And then I never changed the keyboard back for, like, two or three years. 
Because I forgot that it was weird. Yeah, so this guy uh, doesn't say a specific political views on views on Wikipedia, but yeah, he died in a uh, helicopter crash while filming the documentary. And he, uh, the Lovers Wind. NATO commu- uh, NATO uh, commissioned a film from him. Yeah, he made a documentary about Iceland. So yeah, and it's like the potential of Iceland or something like that. I don't know. Right. He's definitely a political dude, but I don't know what. Kind of wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, pro-war. <laughs> if he's trying to invade Iceland. I don't like, think want, they want to invade Iceland. <laughs> I think they're talking about Iceland's autonomy. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Strategy board game risk. Maybe there's a, a something about risk, cultural... Anyway. Yeah, I mean, we can go deeper into it later. I just thought sure. it was fascinating that... That he was a director and he made that movie, and also that he died in a helicopter crash, and that they just left the helicopter there as like a more memorial to him, is which it, is a pretty gnarly headstone. Is a shunt a thing? Could that be what Roald Dahl invented? A shunt. A shunt. A shunt. And he used that in brain surgery. I, I can. It seems kind of crude based on the. <laughs> well, yeah. Like... yeah, you passed me the shunt. How I found out about it was no, like a... <laughs> no, not the blunt, the shunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already really stoned. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's corny. What were you saying? Shunt. <laughs> there was like a viral Facebook post about Roald Dahl, and then the top comment was some old lady who's like, people don't know this, but he invented the shunt and he saved my husband's <laughs> life because of it. And then I googled shunt or whatever, and he popped up. I'm looking him up. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I got afraid that I'd say shunt, and that would be some other thing that was embarrassing. It definitely, it's towing the line, whatever <laughs> it is. Alright, let me see. Shunt. You googled shunt? No, I googled Roald Dahl. The Wikipedia page, I feel, would be buried deep in there, considering his legacy. Early life, diplomat, writer, off, intelligence officer. He was a spy. Yeah, he was definitely in the military. He flew planes. Yeah. Mm. He has books about it. Did he invent gremlins also? Or did he... Oh my god. <laughs> did <laughs> he invent gremlins? Like, he, I don't think he invented it, but I do think he popularized, popularized the idea that gremlins are these little green men that, like, uh, mess uh, up your plane. Your plane? Yeah. I didn't know gremlins were associated with flight. And then there's this uh, there's this Looney Tunes cartoon where Bugs Bunny is a fighter pilot and this gremlin is always screwing with his airplane and it scared me as a kid. It's like the one episode where Bugs Bunny like dies, mm. like it's dark. Wait, Bugs Bunny dies? Even vaguely scary cartoons are extremely traumatic. Yeah, it's anything that like seems out of the norm <laughs> is so disturbing. Do you know about the the crack monster on Sesame Street. No. This is like this like famous um, clip that was on Old Sesame Street where this girl's looking at the different cracks on her walls and they're making different shapes and she goes into the world of the cracks and meets the crack monster and it's all to the uh, score of this like uh, non melodic jazz music and it like terrified tons and tons of kids but then sesame street was like we don't have that we don't have that tape 
Whoa, and some people really? like investigated and went and found the original crack monster footage. Whoa. Whoa. It's actually pretty cool. But I see how it would traumatize you as a child. There's a, I mean, there's even stuff on Sesame Street. The Crack Master. Okay, the that crack makes more master. sense. Crack Monster. I thought they were like trying to address. That the was the other thing something. is that yeah, wasn't so I much a too. thing when the clip came out, and yeah. it just did not age very well. Yeah. That uh, the pinball, se- the pinball like animated segment mm-hmm. for Pointer some sisters. Re- oh, Pointer Sisters saying that mm-hmm. kind of like unsettled me. I can see that. Yeah. So you're right. It's called a shunt. Wow. Nice. I feel proud. Following the accident, Roald Dahl became heavily involved in Theo's aftercare. I don't know who Theo is. His boy, probably. Later, in helping his to son. invent his boy. Later, helping to invent what became known as the Wade Dahl Till Valve, a cerebral shunt used to drain excess fluid from the brain in partnership with engineer Stanley Wade and neurosurgeon Kenneth Till. So maybe he just like funded it or something. Mm. Because it's like, he's got, it's like a triple hyphen name and one dude is a neurosurgeon and the other dude is an engineer. Mm. So, I don't know. Not to take any shine away from him. Yeah. But... It's a good fun fact. Yeah, that's interesting. It's fun. Like I feel like you can't be an an inventor anymore. I feel like we've run <laughs> out of inventions. Yeah, I mean Shark Tank proves that I think, <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> well, I think it's like if you're like you're probably just like a computer engineer now, or like right, a right. You're just in tech and or an engineer things or we something. Don't understand. Right. right. Yeah, you're just working with data. Yeah. Or people or are inventing really basic things, accomplishing basic tasks, or like peanut butter. Yeah. And now you have to like just optimize something that already exists. Right. The great inventors of the world: George Washington Carver, Benjamin didn't Franklin. Didn't invent peanut butter. But he did other peanut. What? He popularized peanut butter. There you Whoa. go. That's worth. That's a. That's something. He did. He, he, <laughs> like the sea monkey guy. He just had good branding. I'm really like uh, fact obsessed. No, that's great. That's perfect because we're we're always just spouting nonsense. Daddy long legs are mites. He did not invent peanut butter. Well, he didn't. What did he do? He popularized peanuts as a thing for people to eat, including different peanut recipes. One of which was peanut butter, which then became very popular, but it already existed. What were his other peanut recipes? Yes. He invented crop rotation. Yes, he doesn't have like physical inventions, but okay. yeah, crop rotation. More of sort of a Bucky Fuller type, Buckminster Fuller. Who's that? Just Who's sort Bucky? of a visionary. He invented the geodesic dome. Oh, nice. Cars with three wheels, things like that. <laughs> Didn't really take off either <laughs> of those. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you, you still got to give it a little time. You it can still be needs an a inventor time. who doesn't invent anything. Like, uh, Leonardo, no. Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci, thank you for saving me from saying DiCaprio. (laughs) Yeah, he just made those things that didn't do anything, and he's like... If you just draw a picture of something and later it's invented, did you invent it? I think to seem like an inventor, you have to make stuff no one understands and seems totally crazy. Right. And just be drawing it on paper, right? That's what an inventor is. 
Or maybe, or like you're in, it's like a, the Rugrats dad, where you're in the garage and you're just hammering Springs away. Are flying. Is that yeah. his profession? He's an inventor? He's a toy maker. Oh. I wanted to be, I wanted to invent something when I was younger. Did you? No. But yeah, I did. Inventor's a well, child's career. Well, I drew, I, well, I drew pictures in a book. Sure. Of like fake inventions. Like I can't re- I can't remember anything specific. Did they solve the problem? No, I think they were probably just stupid things like How about a, a rocket- robot that does your homework <laughs> for you? <laughs> How about a rocket pack? It'll make you fly. You know, things like that. Right. Uh I had an app idea. It's, yeah. It's uh it's called Laid Over. And it's like Tinder, but it's for airports. So it just uses the the airport internet. So when you're laid over, you can like swipe through the people that are also in the airport. Nice. I don't know. (laughs) That's my only app idea. I wonder if people would... Like, I feel like the idea of it actually being... Like, you're in the same building almost makes it... Less it, appealing, right? Because you're like, makes if I swipe on them, scary. are they gonna like walk over here? Yeah, I don't really want that. I'm in terminal B. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it makes it, it makes the stakes higher. Makes it a little, yeah. makes it real. I feel it. Do people still use apps? Like, I haven't downloaded an app that wasn't like uh, smart AI facial like, recognition shit. I like, just downloaded an app yesterday. What was it? It's uh, it's Magnus Carlson's chess app. Because we were playing chess and I have no idea how to play chess. And he has like a Duolingo for mm. chess novices. It's not the chess.com app? No, it's it's called, yes, I think I it's called app. Magnus Trainer. Oh, I did download Duolingo recently. I guess they were on the same. Oh. Look, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, I'm on Pawn right now. It's not, they do Pawn last. So I'm not just starting on the Pawn. But then like, they like... It just like tells you how it moves, and then it sh- and then it like gives you like pawn drills. Mm. It look it's gonna look really simple. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. You have to get yeah. from point A to point B. Yeah, with the pawn, and it's the only thing on the board. You have to move it into the square. Yeah, I don't know, but then it gets more complex. <laughs> Well, when you graduate from that, you can get the chess.com app. That's what all the world-famous chess players use. Really? Mm-hmm. And what is that? There's, um... I mean, you can just play chess with other people, but it also has, like, puzzles, which I like. A preset chess scenario, and you try to get the king based on that. And there's also, like, a some specific game on it that, like, the chess whizzes are very competitive. Wow. And you actually play other people? Mm-hmm. Wait, That's me cool. or one? <laughs> I, I don't know. really play other people. Mm. But that's the idea of the app. <laughs> Why don't you play other people? I, th- I got a little chess shy. It's but it's through a phone, right? Yeah. I just feel pressure to do well. From yeah. myself. Yeah. And then I'm embarrassed that I'm not very good at it, so then I go back to doing the puzzles where I play a computer. Yeah, that's... It's pretty easy to get intimidated 
when you're playing online opponents in different ways. Yeah, it's also hard to get like halfway through and know well, you're doing terrible you? and muster the strength to continue the game. Yeah, because they get mad if you uh, quit. Right. One time I was playing Super Smash Brothers online. And I was doing voice chat with some guy, <laughs> and we were like talking about the lag in the game, and he, we were just like, "Yeah, it just seems like it's a problem with like the server." And he's like, "Was well, your is your switch uh, plugged into an Ethernet cable?" <laughs> and it wasn't, and so I just got embarrassed and disconnected. <laughs> You're like, "Oh wait, no, it's because I suck at the game." No, it's because, like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. You just got embarrassed and you just didn't say anything? <laughs> yeah, because I was ruining the game because I didn't hook it up to the internet in the most I know that way. feeling well of Oh, so it was supposed to be plugged into the Ethernet cable. Yeah, and <laughs> See, I thought I, I could just things. do it on Wi-Fi or something. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, what were you saying? Just, like, getting embarrassed on the internet and there's... Xing out or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's so simple. I love embarrassing myself on the internet, and you can't. But X what if out. like you're playing a game with someone and they roast you? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I never play games really, so. Right. I was playing. I was on this Minecraft server, and it was like a role playing server, a medieval role playing server. <laughs> And I'm, like, <laughs> unfamiliar with the territory. I was just, like, experimenting, I guess. Yeah. See what's going on in here. And um, I, like, joined the server, and everyone was immediately, like, chatting about me in a really <laughs> negative way. Oh, that sucks. And I was, like, really conf- Like, they weren't saying what was going on. They were just like, who's this bozo? Or and whatever. were they oh, saying man. evil voices? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, I thought you had to. <laughs> How would you sure. say it in I a medieval voice? I on the whole thing. But final, but then someone like came up to me in the physical space and was like, "Please change your name," and I was like, "Why?" And I don't, I couldn't figure out why. And I thought maybe someone else has this name, and uh, they got like pissed at me for asking why. It was I was getting really embarrassed, and they wouldn't stop being mean to me. And finally, someone was like, "Ahem, race car, not very medieval." <laughs> <laughs> Your name was Race Car. It never crossed my mind that you didn't just pick your normal internet nickname. <laughs> so their names were like Sir Fawnsworth right, the Old or Right, and like, I was like this thing that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like... Race Car could be your name. Like, if you had some imagination, you could conceptualize a I agree. Yeah. I don't think I deserved the bullying. Yeah. I think it would have been fine if they were like, we'd prefer if you changed your name. Yeah. But instead, they were just mean to me until I was forced to leave the server. There's wait, yeah, there's That's too much whack. gatekeeping and online uh, role playing. It's servers. completely true. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, that's really interesting. Anything else? Should we say anything else? We've hit forty-five minutes. Oh, cool. Our, clock, our textbook way to end the podcast. <laughs> I love having a guest. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Thank right? you so much for coming. Yeah, on. thanks, man. You're welcome. Do you have anything you want to plug? No, nothing. Excellent. Wait, do you have any other bug facts? Um, oh, I, I kind of do. Um, that I thought of earlier when you were talking about stink bugs. Is that stink bugs, 
were not here until 2010. In the U.S.? Wait, what? Yeah. Re- well, I think they were in the U.S. before that. They definitely weren't in our region until 2010. Whoa. They're I guess, extremely invasive and yeah, extremely new. That explains a lot, actually. I think armadillos are going to be in Bloomington in the next 10 years. Bring them on. Love them. They're so cute. <laughs> Will they be as annoying as stink bugs? <laughs> there were stink bugs all over my house, my last house. And, like, uh, this, uh, we had this uh, band from South Africa staying in our on our couch and like they were horrified of the stink bugs and I was like what like it's fine like they're just all over they don't they don't smell that they don't stink yeah it's a scary name yeah but apparently in in South Africa they smell like really horrible there's other things called stink bugs that aren't that aren't stink bugs like because it's not a real name you know like spriggit right yeah anyway instead of plugging something I'll (laughs) Thanks. Give you that. Yeah. Whoa. I have so many more questions, but I guess we should end it. We can come back. We can have you on some other time.